Hey guys, welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. So excited for this episode. We're having guest star Adam Spees joining us to talk about uh, this topic of finances. Excited for you guys to check it out. All right, well, here we are. Back in the studio again. I'm, I'm sitting across the table from two wonderful gentlemen. What's your name? I'm I'm Ethan. It's funny. People don't see that I'm pointing <laughs> at you. <laughs> and I am here. And yes. you're here. And then uh, across from you, we have... I'm Adam Spees, and I'm glad to join you guys awesome. today. So excited. We're talking about finances, but before we talk about finances... Yeah, we got, we got my special question. Special I always question. do an opening question that okay. nobody has any idea of what I'm going to ask. I even have no clue. Um, we all answer it. And so the, the question's this. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Or oh. one of your favorite pieces of, pieces of advice you've been given? Wow. wow. Memorable. Yeah. I know. I know. So I'm going to give you guys a minute to think, and I'm trying to think of mine as I'm talking right now. Um, at least one of the best piece of his pieces of advice uh, is that people quit too early, don't quit. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that was given at the appropriate time in my life yeah. a couple of years ago, and I was like, wow, mm. yeah, that's really good. Super simple. Yeah. I think just in general, I think something we all hope to or desire is just... Um, when you end up choosing a career, do something that you absolutely love and would do whether you were paid or not. Yeah. You know, and so, yes, we need this is a conversation about finances, but just commit to something that you love, that you're passionate and know the why behind mm. what you do. Love right. It. It's funny. I was trying to think. I'm like, what's like in terms of advice? I'm thinking about what sticks with me the most. Mm -hmm. And I always it's it's kind of it's just weird the way that I constantly have my father's voice in my head like from a kid up until even to this very day I always have him look at me whenever I'm doing something stupid or idiotic and he says hey slow down buddy and he says it just like that slow down buddy and I'm like I'm a kind of like kind of fast-paced person at times I'm like go to that go to that go to that like run around like you got it and it's like it's very simple, and I think it's mainly directed at me, just because I'm a like 20 mile an hour kind of or 20 mile 200 mile an hour person, and my dad is always looking at me saying, "Slow down, buddy," and I'll be doing something, and I'll always hear it in the back of my head, and it's it's just stuck with me. It's just there. <laughs> it's just there. So I'm always like, "Slow down, Garrett," because <laughs> sometimes you get worked up and you go way too fast. I love it. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, let's start right. with this uh, first. Adam is. You you are on staff here, and how long have yeah, you been on staff? I had the privilege, just a little over ten years. Ten to years be on staff. Ooh. Yeah. And for those who don't know, what do you do here on staff? It changes a little bit uh, <laughs> every few years, but I love that. Yeah. So title is pastor of campus development. Um, so get to help with some of the financial planning, budget it, uh, budgeting that way, coaching of staff, uh, communications, uh, kind of. Uh, different things as they come up, but uh, love the variety of it. Yeah. And then, uh, so you do do some budgeting here on uh, the church level yeah, uh, or campus level, I guess. And then what's your history with finances? Yeah. So, I mean, from an early age, uh, I've always been a saver. Uh, I would have had baseball cards, uh, been a collector, and I would have been the one that kept plastic on my oh, yeah. baseball cards because they were going to be worth more in the future <laughs> yes <laughs> you know and, and so, were they ever <laughs> uh football cards not as much <laughs> they probably lost value but some of the baseball cards even items that i'd buy them are like i'm saving that for 20 years and gonna sell it like i'd make that <laughs> statement when i was eight years old i was really yep. weird that way right so i've always been a numbers guy math came easy um hmm. 
went to school. I started accounting and mm. switched finance uh, okay. because at the time I really didn't know finance was an option, but more about as opposed to recording money, where to direct money, right? Right. Um, and so I just always loved numbers, had the opportunity. I served as a treasurer in my fraternity. And so oh, wow. most people, like uh, my fraternity brothers would walk around. I felt like I had number signs over their head. I'd, you, you owe me this much <laughs> amount of money. You know what I mean? Um, I see you like a gangster. Hey, you, where's my money at? Where's my <laughs> I, I think I got this from my mom, but I get a high off a good deal. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we would open Christmas presents, and my mom like, I got that for $2, you know? And so you share about the deal, and so I still do that today. Um, I remember when uh, I was interested in my wife, Johanna, and uh, she had mentioned how on a first date someone used a coupon and that offended her, and I'm like, this might not work. <laughs> like, I don't know, right? Oh, um man. Yeah, so in general, maybe some unconventional approach. I'd be described as frugal, um, and that's okay for me. Yeah. Um, I had my father-in-law in planning the wedding. He had to call and reprimand me because I was being too cheap. <laughs> uh, he's like, Adam, spend more of my money. You know? <laughs> um, so that's kind of a perspective. I did graduate. My undergrad was corporate finance and a financial planning. Okay. Uh, I did a little bit of internship and I love talking with people about money because I think it's so core of who they are and what they believe. And so Mm. money is often a very litmus test of your passion and your priorities. Mm. And so um, it's just fun conversations because it hits to the heart. Yeah. And you're looking at me when you're saying this and I know (laughs) that you're talking about me because I talk, I come to you and I ask you financial questions all the time and get to sit in your office a little bit and talk with you. So that's what we're going to do today. Love it. You're just going to have a conversation yeah. with me and Garrett in the room, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully it's beneficial to those listening. But uh, let, let me ask you this. Um, what kinds of relationships first do people have with money in general? Yeah, so I think in general, and you can see it at an early age, You know, there might be variations of this, but either spenders or savers. Mm-hmm. And so the spender, my son, Cooper, you know, every show he sees, he wants to buy something new. As soon as he gets a dollar, it's burned. Yeah. Um, and then my daughter, the saver, you know, I think she's up to $61 right now. Wow. And uh, she does everything in a way not to spend money. And so yeah. um, you have those classifications. I think from the Christian perspective, regardless of wherever you land, is you want to move to being a steward. You want to move to see uh, what you have, not primarily as your own, but rather that God owns everything, and he allows you the privilege for a period of time to use that uh, for purposes, you know, to meet needs or to be able to to help others. And so uh, I think of it like when I went on vacation a few years ago, someone lent me their condo, and... Mm. I knew that week I needed to take good care because it was given to me for a period of time. And it right. was such huh. a gracious gift. And he had this white carpet and my uh, son at the time was really young. So like we put him in the kitchen. We're like, yep. do not eat food because <laughs> the white carpet was where the kitchen table was. We're like, this is a terrible oh, idea wow. for young kids. <laughs> right. And so you do your best because you know, it's not yours. Yeah. And I think if you can have that same mindset and perspective about money, it just helps you live in response and almost free in a way because um, you 
you know, as long as you try to make a wise choice, maybe you're not always uh, responsible. Of God, hey, I use this for your purpose. Uh, yeah. W- would you just do what you want with it? You know. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Can Can I care too much about money? Can I care too little about money? What would your thought be there? I don't think that you can care too much, uh, but I think you can be consumed too much. Okay, what do you mean? Okay, um, in that standpoint of Jesus talked a lot about money. So in his 38 parables, more than half of them are about money. Um, Wow. There's like 500 verses on prayer, but 2,000 on money and possessions. Like it Hmm. it is an important topic, right? Um, So you can maybe be consumed to where you're thinking – too much about it, um, but care, it has eternal value and impact right. because what you do with your money may influence eternity. Of course, you know, can't take lug- luggage with us to our eternal destination, <laughs> right? Uh, but we can invest in a way to make an eternal impact. Oh, wow. And so um, I think we can be consumed, you know, uh, I've enjoyed some uh, cryptocurrency and investing in that mm. small portion, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's easy to get caught up in being consumed and wanting to check every few hours. It can feel a little like gambling if you're not careful. Yeah. Right. And so you need to have um, balance in perspective and at times know that, you know, there's higher priorities than being consumed by money. It's like, um, for example, I think of relationships. It's like, hey, if I want to treat someone to dinner, like, I don't want the end-all be-all at the bottom of the check, but is there a way to be hospitable or gracious or care about someone? And so that may not always make sense budgetary-wise, but Hmm. it's driven by a pursuit of people. Yeah. Okay. Within that, I'm curious. So, like, even, like, kind of going back to earlier, we're talking about relationships. There's, I almost feel like there's a sermon wrapped up in that, like, the three S's. Are you a spender, a saver, or are you a steward? And it's like, I I would almost see, I mean, it's pretty common. I mean, even looking back on some of our other conversations within, I guess, uh, you know, the circle of trying to follow Christ and have him at the center of our lives, like, almost finding a balance between, like, not leaning too far of, like, okay, I'm, like, defining myself as a spender or as a saver, but as a steward. How does that fit in with the conversation then of, like, you know, like we're talking about caring about money? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do you, like, care about money uh, in, a, in a healthy way with the perspective of wanting to be a steward? How does that look? Yeah. Um, I know John Wesley was someone who uh, kind of had this idea and mindset, and I just took a look. But could I be more concerned about my standard of giving than my standard of living? Right, because it's easy for what uh, probably in our stage, thinking of young adult, right? Mm-hmm. It, um, I'm a little older now; I just turned forty. But uh, <laughs> it's easier in that stage to make luxuries necessities, right? My first car, uh, a Mazda three two three, was a box. It was a four speed. They don't make those anymore, Ooh, right? Come on! It did not have a right side mirror. Okay, <laughs> and. <laughs> Is that a race it, car? When I was, <laughs> no, it didn't go very fast. Oh. It would shake at 50 miles an hour. Uh, oh. It was only $300, though. See? Uh, <laughs> I, I That's a good deal right That's there. A good deal. Deal. <laughs> That's a good deal. Even back then. Um, but if you would have asked me at 16, okay, what was my ideal car? Mm. Um, I would have told you four doors, air conditioning. Mm. Right? So mm. now at age 40, how does that perspective change? 
Right? Right, yeah. And so, huh. in some way, I, I honestly don't put tons of value into vehicles. Like, there's certain possessions. Like, for me, I have to be more careful uh, about spending for entertainment. You huh. know, so, like, trips. Trips are like, oh, I'd love to do that. Maybe... Yeah. And I think sometimes we can be critical of others because um, how they spend, they may value things differently. You right. know, like within a marriage, it's like quantity over quality, you know, of thinking through like my wife, you know, mm-hmm. my goal is to spend like $30 on shoes. <laughs> like those <laughs> you know, like yeah. those aren't the nicest shoes. You know, my <laughs> wife will buy a $100 pair of shoes and they'll last for a while. So you have to mm. be, when, when you're observing others or in communication in relationships, um, Money just shows what you value, and so yeah. somehow discerning why you value that and allowing that to be kind of the reason or the choice that way. Hmm. So the ongoing conversation I feel like um, that I have with young adults is I want to reach the goal of financial stability. And is that – let me just ask you, is that a good goal? I, I never know what they mean for one. Yeah. And so is that a good goal? Is that a bad goal? What would you say to that? I would say generally stability is fleeting. Um, and I, I would say make sure that you're being driven by faith, not by stability. Because hmm. um, I, I would look back and I would say, had I made choices for financial stability, um, those wouldn't have been decisions uh, driven by faith. Decisions that don't make logical sense. That's where it's like trying to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's like, hey, Yes, live off a budget. That's good. (laughs) You know, like that can be stable. But um, I think for my wife and I, during our prime uh, 401k investing years, we chose to quit our jobs and go live in South Africa and, you know, have other people support us in those times. So, like, I wasn't investing my 401k in my late 20s, you know. Um, So I think we just have to be careful uh, I remember in college, and this is one of the a bigger regrets I have, um, I had $800 to my bank account. I can remember sitting at my desk and feeling like I should give a significant amount of mo- that money to uh, one of my fraternity brothers going on a mission trip. Wow. Somehow, uh, I put it in my mind, he was being lazy, he wasn't working towards it. I chose not to give. Um, that moment sticks with me. Of mm-hmm. like That's 20 years ago, and I remember... Uh, not at that time with my money being driven by faith, but somehow having this measure of stability. Um, because I hmm. I think in terms of those, there, there's decisions like, um, for us, it costs a lot to adopt. <laughs> yeah. Know? And so yeah. in those... In which you have two adopted kids. Yeah. Um, Finn was our free child because there was a lot of grants. But yeah. um, those, if stability is the goal rather than to be faithful steward, the outcomes are different. And so, yes, Hmm. I want to invest for retirement. Yes, I want to be generous. Um, And generosity can look like here or now or trying to be generous in the future. There's some of that. Um, So I want to be wise rather than maybe stable. And Hmm. um, I always think of money from a global perspective. Like, um, I think this statistic was a few years ago, but if you make more than $32,000, you are in the top 1%. Yeah. Uh, of the world. And so first world problems that we're talking about now, rather than our needs of uh, necessities of water and shelter and other things like that. And it's easy to 
want things um, right away. Like I can think of a lot of friends, uh, they got a good job and they bought really nice homes. And so I looked at them and uh, they have a mortgage for 30 years that's pretty high. And I'm mm. like, well, I'm going to buy a cheap home. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? And so we're, we're on our second home and, yep. uh, you know, our current home, we bought at a sheriff's sale. Tons of, tons of risk with that. I'm not necessarily recommending it, but um, it, I didn't want to spend a whole lot mm. on my home. And so uh, I, I feel the same with cars. Like uh, I'm really cautious of taking any debt out on a car. You know, I, I think generally like home debt is decent. Okay. You know, like a good investment. Mm. Um, so I, I try not, I, I've never really taken loans out on car or have an extra payment that way. Okay. Mm. Talk to me about your heart behind that because everybody else would be like, get the bit, the, the nicer house. Like, why wouldn't you, you're going to be there every single day. Mm. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you spend that money? Why wouldn't you get the nicer car? It's going to last long. Like, I'm just curious. And this might be totally personal uh, no, yeah. preference, but I'm just curious your heart behind that. Yeah, so I think in, in the priority of, like, in terms of a budgeting, you know, it's always, uh, first, what do you choose to give? Um, what do you choose to save? And then what do you choose to live on? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, now, I'm a saver by tendencies. So, like, any extra money, it's like, if we don't use that, that was a designated for um, clothing, well, well, you know, my wife wants to roll that over. I'm like, that's savings, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got retirement. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so you you have to recognize your personality that way. Mm. Um, but I think if you can prioritize, you know, the question I always want to ask is, am I generous and am I growing in my generosity? And so mm. um, I think of uh, like. In terms of giving, like this is more of like, okay, the designated amount that you feel like to the church, then I want to keep adding um, organizations and missions to that. Like for me, this is a personal conviction, like I try not to take that away from my percentage to the church. Right. And then there's a lot of things you just never account for. So it's like, um, hopefully I can invest in other people, having them over for dinner, Hmm. um, you know, investing in maybe causes or things like that. So in some way, you know... Um, I think you find a starting point, what, whatever that is. I think of even for my kids, um, you know, I encourage them a lot now uh, to that I will match whatever they choose to give. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, because I want them uh, to have a heart of generosity rather mm. than like, um, again, this is would be my own perspective. I worry or interpret that if they would take ten percent, they may feel like some guilt right away. I mean, they're like nine and seven. So I want them to understand the heart of why they can help meet a need and choose to give rather than Mm. let the principle or the numbers come a little later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm curious even within that, like the generosity conversation, I like thinking about the young adult who's maybe listening to this, like why, why should I give my money away? Like what, what's, what's the, the benefit? What's the point in that? Why, why seek to be generous when, um, you know, I like, I guess to play devil's advocate, I might even say, well, I have this money, you know, why, why shouldn't I, you know, save it up and be, you know, good for myself and try to like, make sure I'm okay. Why give my money away? What's the benefit, you know? Cause I think a lot of people would say like, you know, well, is it, does it do anything for me? Does it like what, you know? What would you say to the person who maybe has questions about? Can that? I add to that? Add mm-hmm. to it. Do it. Okay, I'm on, I'm in debt too as a young adult. 
I just went to college. Yeah. And I I owe people money. <laughs> yeah. A lot <laughs> sure. of money. And I'm told to give. Like, what in the world do I do with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, when, when you have debt, uh, in college debt is probably better debt than credit card debt or <laughs> other things like that. Yeah. And so you want to work to develop a plan there. And so I think you, you plan your generosity, hmm. right? And so there might be times of, like, maybe you need to go over that plan. But hmm. um, hopefully that is built in with your uh, desire to do it. And, and generosity, like, um, it's driven by an eternal perspective because hmm. what I do now matters for all eternity. And so hmm. uh, it's an expression of love. Right. Money can communicate love and so even you think of love languages like um probably gift giving uh is one that i enjoy i enjoy receiving but it's a way and so i i remember like my my wife does amazing at this like she'll send things in the mail for friends of hers and like in my head i'm like well that was like 50 bucks like there's probably a cheaper way to do that (laughs) um (laughs) but when i stop myself and before i would question her on that and yeah. i'm like what a cool way to be generous and so sometimes mm. that price tag may not always be there um but y- you know to your debt question i think working out of debt as quickly as you can in order to be free uh to live and to give that way um what about the person i i remember big time for me i was working on an apple orchard at 19 years old, trying to decide if I want to go to college or not. And I'm like, I ain't got the finances to go to college. And yet I really felt this, like, uh, passion to go to college, get an education, mm-hmm. to kind of move forward. Right. What would you tell the young adult who's trying to decide, man, is it worth going to college if it's going to be all this financial debt behind me? Yeah. I think it's a great question. I think it's the right question to be asking because – um, there's a wide spectrum of how to get a college education and where and what amount of money you may take, you know, how fast yeah. to go through. And so I think thinking through those in terms of if you go to a small Christian school and live there, like you're going to have a lot more debt than if you go to your local university and live at home, you know. Mm-hmm. And so somehow um, being very wise, seeking others' opinions, trying to lay that out um is very helpful before engaging of like, no, this is what I want Yeah. rather than, well, you know, can I think through this mm-hmm. long term? Uh, because it can be a hamper. And then, surprisingly, there's a lot of resources out there. Like um, I remember uh, when I went to school, I just applied for anything and everything uh, scholarship wise. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I, I mean, I was a good student, but yeah. I wasn't like top of the line student. And so, um, I ended up, I think I, this is crazy. I walked out with like maybe $500 I paid for school because I just kept wow. applying for scholarships. Now, not everyone wow. uh, is as fortunate or lucky that way. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes putting the work in yeah. uh, may make things possible that um, you wouldn't have thought were possible. Yeah. Um, so I just, I'm here to learn a lot. Um <laughs> So are there traps or, like, potholes to avoid when it comes to money, finances, banking, loans, anything like that? Yeah. Um, And I think you need to know yourself well and maybe um, set limits and then allow yourself more freedom, right? And so credit cards, good and bad, like, that differs for everyone. Um, 
I paid for my honeymoon on credit card reward points. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I remember <laughs> the church that I was fortunate to start at. They had me give a presentation to the entire staff on using credit card reward points, right? Yeah. Um, so there can be great benefits that way uh, in freedom, but it can be a trap uh, mm-hmm. for certain people. And so for me, I always view my credit card equated like a debit card, you know, yeah. directly comes out. And yeah. so um, there can be benefits that way. Uh you know, you need to know some things like be aware of your credit score, uh, mm-hmm. the factors that influence that for times when you need a home or right. a, a loan. And so, um, you know, payment history is a big thing or total amount of credit that you have out there, what you use, that's a factor. Um, like, for example, when I was 18, my first card was a Discover card. I still have that same Discover card. I've minimized it now to where it's $500 credit limit. Why? Because uh, length of credit history is a factor. And so I am always keeping that card (laughs) because it adds significant value to my credit score. Um, So there's certain things like that. Now, I've applied and um, canceled lots of credit cards short term, you know, to maximize. Um, But those dings on my credit are pretty small. And so um, I, I know that. Now, there's... There's uh, an app called Credit Karma where you can put your information in and check that. And so there's different resources that you can use to be aware of your credit score. Yeah. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, When it comes to – I almost wish this was on video because I could just show a whole budget of plan of Adam Spees and how we could figure it out. But when it comes to laying out a budget, uh, I'm – fresh out the gate, trying to figure out, man, how in the world do I lay out a budget? What what are some things to keep in mind? Yeah. Um, so this may surprise you. Uh, I don't think I am the best budgeter. Like, I think I have uh, a vision for my money. Um, I don't, like, I am frugal to the core, so, like, most things filter through the least common denominator. So mm-hmm. if I go to Wendy's, I'm spending $4, the four for four meal. I am not budging and breaking and getting this meal that's $10 because that's not who I am. Like, (laughs) yeah. So now if, if I'm different, um, so that's where it's like, uh, my wife would be like, well, Hey, I'm budgeting this for food. And I'm like, uh, well, are we having other people over? Like, let's do something nice for them. Like I'm, I'm okay. Freedom of a little budget. Now, right. If you're much tighter, you have to be more careful. Yeah. So, just the basic principles of give, save, live. Um, I, you know, you can throw out is probably 30% is probably a safe um, living expense for maybe like a house or apartment, you know, maybe about a third of your income. So that's probably like something to shoot for. Yeah. Um, but then you just have to give and take in certain other areas. Um so in terms, I think probably it's most important, just know where your money's going. And so right. um, for me, one thing I really like about putting everything on a credit card is it's easy for me to track and budget Yeah. Um, to where if I spend cash, like it's a little harder to, to keep track of that. Right. Uh, it's, you know, you think of weight loss, like if you know everything you eat, you can begin to cut, cut that down. Same huh. with money is just be aware of where your money goes. So you have an idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that 
that helps in the budgeting yeah. aspect. I know most banking apps. I was I know on my banking app, like it'll show me like a breakdown of my credit card where you spend in entertainment, where yeah. you spend in food, where you spend in things. So sometimes it even does it for you in some of the series. <laughs> you can see like, wow, I spend like. Uh, 50 grand on food in the past month like whoa like we need to cut down on that sort of a thing yeah and you can think relationally so it's like um does that mean i can't go out to applebee's and hang out it's like well what if i just spent less when i did that yeah because that's where you value it's like there's expense around hanging out and doing things Mm -hmm. is there a cheaper way to do that yeah and so at some point as opposed to isolating yourself or choosing like your your priorities hopefully will drive where you kind of spend your money that way yeah what about someone who feels and i i'll just attest to this someone who might (laughs) feel uh i've had moments in my life where i felt stuck uh stupid when it comes to finances Mm -hmm. like what encouragement or what advice would you give to that person yeah i would say you know be careful of any uh think quick and so like hey uh checking the stock market i'm gonna make this big bang um you know uh in terms of like even diversifying uh investments in a way don't put all your uh eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. um and plan for the long haul like you know over 30 years well the stock market will gain this general percentage right Mm -hmm. um in if I can do that uh, in a way, I think um, maybe some vulnerability uh, about talking about money, you know, um, mm. I don't necessarily think it should be a taboo subject. Mm. And so um, in the right environments, like you probably don't want to tell people always what you made, but um, maybe talk about that um, or you know, it's much easier in big purchases rather than small purchases, you know. And so maybe take your time. Uh, at times, be a little less impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, a financial planner at some point could be good. Like I've chosen to kind of do more of that on my own now because there's ways that you can cut costs. So th- there's different things. Um, but hopefully you feel comfortable having other friends that you can discern and learn from one another. Right. Uh, because not all of us have had the privilege of maybe having parents walk us through that. And so, um, unfortunately in that you just have to find others that you can talk to about your finances. Yeah. Uh, what's something you wish you would have known in your twenties about finances? It's, I mean, it's a great, uh, question. Like, so, I think I was fortunate to know some things. I don't know if I always followed through on some things. Yeah. Right? And so um, just being able to put money away or like when I mentioned maybe not being generous at certain times. um, I think of having that deep sense of trust. um, I... Like, I want to be very careful, like, I think you had asked a question a little earlier about, mm. uh, like, giving protects me from greed. Yeah. And so if I am aware that greed is something that can be so detrimental to my relationship with Christ and my spiritual growth, like, giving is an avenue to help fight that and mm. overcome it. And so I I generally don't think, like, uh, we'll be amazed um 
how God provides for us when we're generous and when we give. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I remember I would have a lot of fraternity brothers just tell me like, and I'm like, you're just like lucky. <laughs> like you get <laughs> things given to you. And I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe it's tied. I'm trying to be generous. Like I'm, I'm not <laughs> like, I think there's something like that of God does uh, provide and protect. It doesn't mean we need to be stupid with it, but he'll yeah. meet our needs. Um, and uh, let's, you know, try to think through in a reasonable way how to uh, use it. Such a healthy way of thinking. Like, yeah. I think about you all the time. Like, I'm like, wow, that, it's just amazing how lucky, I would even use the <laughs> same word. I'm like, yeah. how lucky does Adam get? And yet maybe it's connected there. I think that's powerful. That's so powerful, mm-hmm. given, given almost room for God to work. Yeah, right. and I mean, in, in terms of the deals, like, I get just as excited getting someone else a deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you know? So hopefully that's a way that you can encourage or kind of help people. Um, right. I think like the it's long term investments over short term gain, and I'm not just talking about retirement, but like eternity. And so, mm. can I use my money in a way to make a kingdom impact? Because you know, if I have the opportunity to use it to uh, influence gospel saturation in, in a way that mm other people can uh, be able to hear and or receive, you know, it's the work of the Holy Spirit, but hopefully I can put my money uh, to work to make an eternal difference. And so that perspective really does, uh, I think about it often, and it does give perspective of um, how we spend our money. Right. Yeah. I'm curious about this. Um, so I, I, I think in the whole concept and the whole discussion around finances, um, you often, I mean, it naturally progresses to this idea of success. Finances can, you know, make or break somebody's definition on what that is, depending on where you come from. Like I think about people who maybe grew up in maybe a more, uh, w- we'll say, well-off circumstance, and maybe some people who came off, like who grew up in a like more maybe less, like, you know, financially stable, as like we said earlier. Um, does does finances you know essentially make you successful how how does finances kind of fit into that whole question that whole conversation yeah. so um i think in terms of uh does it make you successful uh i look at it and say like i think it's a great burden and responsibility not in a negative way but right. like i have um two close friends that I'm thinking of that own their own business and the weight and responsibility they have of being a good steward, I feel like, oh, I have it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because uh, to much has been given, much is required. And mm-hmm. so um, when we look and feel that weight, it's like, wow, um, there are a lot of others that... And, and honestly, um, I think if, if I pray and say, Lord... Um, please don't allow me to make more income than I can handle. Uh, that that can be um, a prayer of just recognition because uh, maybe it's a temptation that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I would misuse it in a way or would lead me astray. And so, yeah, I want that promotion or uh, that increase, but can I confidently say, Lord, give right. me what I need, what I'll be generous, but if there's anything above that that would uh, maybe lead me astray or be greater than what I could handle at this phase, please don't allow that to yeah. come my way. I don't know of anybody who might think of their budget like that or their <laughs> finances like that, but how 
gold is that. Yeah. You know, upside down kind of thinking. Mm, it is. It's just so, so good. Um, let me ask you this. What are some concerns you have for young adults in there when it comes to their finances right now? Uh, I, I think maybe not having a plan of some kind. Um, thinking that contentment can come uh, related to maybe more money um, mm. or more things or um, a different stage. It's like if I can't um, experience contentment now, I have a problem um, mm. because, uh, you know, more money can bring more problems at times. And um, so maybe equating uh, receiving more money with being able to have something that would bring me satisfaction. It's, it's like, Hey, no matter in what phase, uh, can I learn just this value of contentment and peace and joy and recognize that maybe, Hey, I'm, uh, free to do or, uh, give something now, um, that at another stage, it'll just be different. Different's yeah. okay. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think just, having a plan for your money or else like if you're driven by impulse or emotion, um, you're probably the results maybe aren't what you hope for. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you have a plan, hopefully that will, uh, direct your priorities and direct your, uh, mindset yeah. uh, related to it. Let me ask you maybe two more questions mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up from here. But, um, what what are some maybe helpful resources that you found um, that could be helpful to us, <laughs> helpful to young adults? Yeah, no, there. So there's um, a lot of good Christian resources, mm-hmm. um, like Crown Financial uh, is a good organization that I feel like is um, embedded with Scripture. Uh, there's a guy who I really like, an author, Randy Alcorn. Uh, he's written, you know, Time, Money, Possessions, mm-hmm. uh, The Treasure Principle. Um, so I feel like that is heavily laid scripture. Um, there's an organization that I recently kind of connected with. It's called Sound Mind Investing. And so that's at that stage, um, you know, that they would maybe have a scenario of how you would choose to use logic for your investing. But they're a good Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think it, as long as they would, uh, uh, I, again, I like ones that are driven scripturally biblical principle to allow those to lead rather than like, um, anything gimmicky, Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know? And so right. hopefully just saturate, um, your mind in different resources, uh, that help you think about, uh, like my hope is I think about money in the same way that like Jesus would have thought about money. Mm. Like, he was mm. poor, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and it wasn't a big concern of his. And um, I think the reality is, like, I'm an American. Um, I have a lot of resources. Like, I need to be extra careful mm. um, because it can easily consume me. And I, I'm a saver. I tend to think about money. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think that care too much or consume too much, hopefully, like, that's a question I'm asking myself a lot. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, am I feeding generosity or like cultivating greed, like trying to discern those two? That's so good. Mm-hmm. 
So I was hoping you were going to say something like getrichquick.com, but I guess we went a different route. <laughs> rich is fleeting. My daughter asked me the other day, she said, um, Dad, are, are you rich? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's mm-hmm. all about perspective. And not just in a spiritual way, rich in the gospel, but it's like, no, like we have so much um, mm. that we're able to uh, like not worry about. Um, yeah. And so... yeah. You know, when you uh, like, it's so easy to maybe have an American mindset or yeah. uh, a closed mindset. But when we think of a global mindset like that really helps me hmm. um, of thinking, you know, one of the organizations feed my starving children. Like I'll talk to my kids. Yeah. of like, Hey, like, do you know when we're, when we're sitting at the dinner table, do you guys know like others like are worried about like the meals that they have today? Like, hmm. not as yeah. in a guilt standpoint, but like, wow, like, I have so much to be grateful for and thankful for of what God has blessed me with. Now, yeah. there's a responsibility with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Definitely. Any other piece of advice or uh, things you'd, you'd share with us on finances? Yeah, I mean, if you don't know anyone, um, I'd love to talk to you about it if I can be helpful. Um, I I think somehow in groups that you meet, you know, maybe small groups with other people of the same gender, mm-hmm. um, make that part of your conversations. So it's like, um, I don't know if you need to give all the specifics, but like, hey, are, are you tithing? Are you giving towards certain things? Um, because hopefully there's some accountability that way uh, in money, and hopefully we're, we're growing toward that. Or are we, you know, making decisions to... Uh, fend off uh, against debt. I know in the context of our marriage, like we don't do it as much anymore, but I know for probably the first six, seven years, we're pretty diligent. Like anytime we were going to make an expense over $50 is like get the other's approval, right? It was just Mm. some safety valve to say, let's communicate about finances because it trips a lot of people up. And so it doesn't have to (laughs) like, it's, it's just like, um, yeah, if, you're driven by love, hopefully you can, um, you know, uh, couch that decision in a way that is like, I felt led to do this. Mm. And hopefully that'll bring unity. Yeah. That's so good, Adam. So yeah. good. Well, I so appreciate you coming on, sharing. I feel like I've t- taken notes on my paper <laughs> as we're talking, so it's it's been really good. Yeah. Seriously, very helpful. And I know this is probably a conversation that we'll have, like you even said, like needs to continue to happen, especially at the young adult phase. A lot of people listening to this, like this is a very new for, I think, a lot of people jumping into adulthood and figuring out, like, what, how do I figure out finances in this stage of life, so... Well, thanks for inviting. It's fun to yeah. be here. To which we will it. direct young adults your way. <laughs> we will be like, any questions I'll go to Adam. Just talk to him. I love talking about money. My <laughs> office is open anytime. I love it. We love it. Well, thank you so much, Adam. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. <laughs>